It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked on Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, opinion, and insider info you can't find anywhere else. Proud to be part of the Locked on Podcast Network. My name's Jay Catch, your host here on this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as a radio producer as well as their BYU reporter. So thanks again for joining me on the show today. It is a Wednesday hump day edition. Talking BYU recruiting in this first segment. The contact period is open and BYU coaches are out and about talking to recruits and commitments, hoping to shore up their commitments in terms of getting signed in this early signing period. We'll recap some of the guys who have committed as well as some of the prospects BYU is currently pursuing as well in this first segment. Second segment, we're catching you up on former Cougars in the pros, the guys in the NFL, week 13, sorry, week 12 in the NFL, excuse me, week 12 in the NFL, we'll let you know how former BYU players performed over the weekend. And in the final segment, will be quick hits as well as some additional thoughts on tonight's basketball game for men's basketball as they take on Illinois State in normal Illinois. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control in well all across Utah, pretty much everywhere along the Wasatch Front. They're here to take care of your pest control issues. We'll tell you more about them here in a minute. Also brought to you today by Sling TV. We'll let you know about Sling a little bit later on. All right, without further ado, this is Locked On Cougars for November 28th, 2018. Let's get going. All right, BYU recruiting. I know some of you listen to this podcast couldn't care less about recruiting, but it is the lifeblood of any college football program, and BYU is no different. Kalani Satake, when he was hired at BYU, a lot of people people proclaimed it would be a new era for recruiting for BYU with Kalani, who was known as an ace recruiter from his time at Utah as well as Oregon State. And recruiting for Kalani has been a little bit slower going than I think a lot of people really thought it would end up being. But currently, BYU in their recruiting class for 2018 has 13 total commitments currently. Uh, Of course, the crown jewel is the quarterback, Jacob Conover, out of Chandler, Arizona. Fantastic player. I think he's going to be a big-time kid. Once he shows up at BYU, he's going to be going on an LDS mission before he enrolls in Provo. But the 13 commitments for BYU currently, according to the 24-7 Sports Index, have them ranked nationally 74th. Their average rating for their class is an .8233. An 82% essentially is what the equates to is a solid three-star class across the board for BYU. And that's about where BYU's been recruiting in recent years. Last year, they were 78th in the national rankings with a ranking of .8135. Uh, The 2020 class, it's pretty small so far, but currently rated as .8327. So kind of par for the course for BYU, but it's good to see an uptick in those numbers climbing a little bit higher. That means there's higher rated prospects who all factor in. They all have their own ratings, and they all factor into a composite index, which is what that average rating of .8233 is. 
Now, why am I talking recruiting? It's because the contact period is what the NCAA calls this period has opened up. It opened up on Monday. Uh, it goes through February 2nd. Off-campus contact is now allowed between college coaches, recruits, and their parents. Uh, you can go on in-home visits. So a lot of BYU coaches have found out across the country to make in-home visits this week with both prospects and commitments. Uh, two of the players that BYU is really hoping to hold on to that have had a lot of interest from schools are guys like Chase Roberts, who is a fantastic wide receiver prospect out of American Fork High School. Um, he had a USC offer earlier on this summer after a fantastic Nike Spark Combine camp that he went to. Uh, so he's a kid that a lot of programs are pursuing. BYU, I'm sure, will be making multiple visits there. I would guess that Fessy Satake, the wide receivers coach for BYU, will be one of the lead recruiters that will be in his home. I would guess that passing game coordinator Aaron Roderick, as well as offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, would also be visiting him. And they'll be looking to make sure that his commitment is solid to the Cougars. Uh, Tausili Fiatoa is a prospect out of Kahuku High School out there on on Oahu in Hawaii, who's a prospect that is a is very solid three-star prospect, but he appears to be pretty solid to BYU, but I haven't heard a lot about him in recent weeks in terms of what I've been paying attention to recruiting-wise, so it makes me wonder if he is starting to get some more attention and BYU will have to uh, firm him up. I've had people tell me that he is very solid to BYU in terms of ending up signing with the Cougars, and we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see what happens there. Elijah Unatoa is one of the most recent commits for BYU. He is from Kapa'a High School um, in Hawaii, a small school that's not on Oahu, but he's a fantastic prospect. His older brother um, signed with the University of Utah, who is on an LDS mission now, but Elijah is currently committed to the Cougars. Who knows if Utah decides to come in late and offer him as a family legacy, but it would be interesting to see what shakes out with him. So BYU, those 13 commitments, a solid class. They're going to be signing between 15 and 18 prospects this year. I've been talking to people down there. It's going to be a smaller recruiting class because NCAA rules do allow you to sign up to 25 in a single recruiting class, but BYU has a large amount of return missionaries coming back off of missions. Guys that come to mind when I think of that include some offensive linemen and Seth Willis and Caden Hawes, uh, both of which were pretty highly thought of uh, prospects of the offensive line uh, when they went on their missions. Tyler Batty, a pace and high product, a local kid's coming back off a mission, as well as Preston Lewis, a lone peak pass rusher slash linebacker prospect that I was very high on. And the running back group also going to be getting um, a, a boost, in my opinion, by a speedster by the name of Jackson McChesney. His older brother Austin is in the defensive backfield for BYU, has suffered two consecutive season-ending knee injuries, but Jackson McChesney, a running back prospect, lightning quick, was a sprinter in high school at Lone Peak High School, becoming back off an LDS mission, and I think could make a big impact. So there's some guys coming off these missions that should help BYU, but they'll also be looking to bolster themselves when it comes to the recruiting class coming up, especially in the early signing period, and I guess the official national signing day in early February. Uh, One such prospect that I've seen reports on, I know uh, 24-7 Sports Cougar Sports Insider has been uh, pretty high on this young man, is Brandon Pierce. He plays for the College of the Canyons in California. He's a Juco prospect, which, of course, a lot of BYU fans are wondering why BYU isn't pursuing more Juco's 
He's a speedster. He's a wide receiver, guy that could take the top off a of defense. And BYU is his most recent offer. He has four total offers, and he hasn't seen any offers come in since his offer from the Cougars. And I would expect that that might be a decent sign for the Cougars, but it's still a long ways to go. Uh, with Juco prospects, it's an interesting mix because you have guys that normally they can sign in the mid-year in terms of what they, when they can sign in December. It's what the early signing date was actually originally was for Juco players, but they've added high school players to that mix as well. So if BYU is able to land a commitment from Brandon Pierce, I think it would be a boost to a wide receiving core that is pretty well-rounded. There possession guys, they're slot guys, but the one thing that's a glaring issue for them is a guy that can go deep and take the top off a of defense, and that's exactly what it appears Brandon Pierce can do. He can go deep on a defense and, and get you down the field, and that would kind of be, I think, the one thing that BYU is kind of looking for in this recruiting class to round out what they think is, a, I, I would guess, a decent wide receiving core that I felt like made progress throughout the season but they definitely do need a deep threat to kind of complete this. Uh, who's to say that Brandon Pierce shows up at BYU and flames out? That That's always a possibility. Recruiting is an inexact science. We're all looking at these ratings, and it, with coaches, I've had coaches tell me that if you hit on one of two prospects, a 50% success rate, you're doing a really good job. One out of three is decent, so... If Brandon Pierce ends up being the guy that can take a defense deep, open up underneath routes for BYU, and every once in a while make that highlight real catch down the field, that would be a great addition for the Cougars. So this open recruiting period, this contact period, the coaches are all over the country this week. There are no practices as far as as far as far I know in terms of formal practices. I'm sure players are getting together. Zach Wilson, I'm sure, organizing throwing drills, etc. But the coaches are out on the road recruiting. They're getting ready for a bowl game. I uh, report yesterday, and I saw some players um, tweeting about this. I think uh, Bo Hodge started it. Zach Wilson also um, hashtagged it. B- hashtag BYU to Tampa, uh, t- I mean, meaning Tampa, Florida. As I said on my Twitter feed yesterday, at Jacob C. Hatch, there are two bowl games that are hosted in Tampa, Florida, one of which is the bowl game, the Outback Bowl, which is one of the pre- uh, premier bowl games on January 1st. Highly doubt BYU is going to be in the mix for that bowl game, but the Gasparilla Bowl, officially called the Bad Boy Motors Gasparilla Bowl, is hosted on December 20th at Raymond James Stadium there in Tampa, Florida, and BYU has been linked to this bowl game before. So do BYU players know where they're going? I don't know, but there were a bunch of them tweeting about it, uh, putting hashtag WeGoingBowling, etc. So... Pay attention to that. The bowl game I'm most favoring is the Cheez-It Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona. I think it would be a great location. BYU fans, there's a lot of them down there in the Valley of the Sun. And this game is a Pac-12 contracted game. But currently, the Pac-12 doesn't have enough teams to fill all their bowl slots after Arizona failed to get bowl eligible in their uh, rivalry game against Arizona State. So BYU has been linked to the Cheez-It Bowl. And if these bowl directors are smart and ESPN is smart, they'll think, hold on, there's a lot of BYU fans in the Phoenix metro area. It's not that bad of a flight or a drive for BYU fans from the Air Mountain West to travel to this game. So I'm favoring the Cheez-It Bowl, but BYU players tweeting about going to Tampa, 
wouldn't be a bad deal either because Tampa is a relatively easy travel destination as well. You can fly into Orlando, make the drive due west to Tampa if you want to attend that game. That one's a pre-Christmas bowl game. Cheez-It Bowl is a post-Christmas bowl game, which is what I've kind of favored. So BYU could get through their finals and all the different things they have to do this time of year and also get those practices in. A pre-Christmas bowl game definitely shortens that up. Players having to take finals early, finishing up late, etc., so I would prefer a post-Christmas bowl game, and that would indicate that the Surf Pro First Responders Bowl, which is the one in Dallas that a lot of people have linked BYU to the day after Christmas, could also be in the mix. But my favorite, and that's just me personally speaking, is the Cheez-It Bowl there in Phoenix, followed by, I wouldn't mind this Gasparilla Bowl. Tampa, a warm weather destination. Um it's before Christmas, December 20th, so you can go to that game and also get back home. The first responder bowl, the morning after Christmas, be tough to get fans out to. So there you go. Some thoughts on the open contact period for BYU recruiting. They're starting to show that they can recruit kids that are I guess, athletes and develop them. You look at the defensive secondary this year, a bunch of them had never played cornerback in their life and they're being developed and turning into good players, it appears. But it's going to be very interesting to see what BYU does as they finish up this recruiting class. Like I said, 13 total commitments currently expected to sign between 15 and 18. So that means two to five open slots. Will those include junior college players, maybe graduate transfers? Who knows? We'll have it covered for you all here on Locked On Cougars as we go forward. Uh, We'll take a break here. We'll come back, talk about former Cougars and the pros. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about today's title sponsor on the show, and that is our good friends at all guard pest control and termite extermination if you are having any issues with pest control this time of year a lot of times spiders and mice are working their way inside homes because it's warm it's cold outside they're like humans they want to stay nice and warm all guard pest control can come out and take care of you make sure you are taken care of their online reviews are absolutely phenomenal i've said this multiple times when talking about this company people live on the internet to be outraged they want to complain that's the by and large response on the internet well i can tell you this much all Guard Pest Control's online reviews are absolutely fantastic. They have made many a customer very happy and very satisfied. You can give them a call, 801-851-1812. They are going to come out and make sure you are taken care of and make sure that you don't have any issues when it comes to your pest control needs. Once again, they serve all of the Wasatch Front, Utah County, Salt Lake County, Weber, Davis counties, even up into Wasatch County. If you're up there in Heber, Camas, or maybe even Park City, they'll come out and make sure you're taken care of. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. I have met with All Guard Pest Control. They are a fantastic company. I give them my highest recommendation. Let them know that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you, 801-851-1812. Once again, that's All Guard Pest Control. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. We can be found everywhere fine podcasts are to be found. 
Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, anything you need, you can find us and we'll be there to make sure that you have all the BYU news you need each and every day. I'm Jay Catch. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe, rate, and review on the various podcatchers you listen to, and share it with a friend or family. We love to get the word out about this podcast. We want to be BYU fans' go-to source for all things news. And, of course, with podcasts, the nice part is that you can take it with you anywhere. It's right there on your phone. You can pull it up anytime, listen to it, and you're on your way, and you're the smartest guy in the room when it comes to BYU news because that is our goal here on this podcast each and every day. All right, we're talking former Cougars and the pros. It's normally a Tuesday staple of the show, but I didn't have a chance to compile all the stats yesterday, so I pushed it back a day. So BYU uh, has multiple players in the NFL. I believe there are seven currently on rosters. And Ezekiel Ansah set a record that I didn't know existed, but it was good to see it. Ezekiel Ansai came on as a substitute. He's continuing to kind of work his way back to full health for Detroit. They lost Chicago 23-16, to but Ziggy played 29 defensive st- snaps. Uh, he actually set the all-time Thanksgiving Day sack record with a sack in this game. He now has eight and a half in his career. Of course, he got four and a half of them a few years ago in an absolutely stellar performance on Thanksgiving Day. Um, And Ziggy, as long as he's a member of the Lions, will continue to get to have opportunities on Thanksgiving because the Lions are one of those teams that always plays Thanksgiving Day. But congratulations to Ziggy Ansaw setting that record despite the loss. Michael Davis started at cornerback once again for the Los Angeles Chargers. They absolutely crushed Arizona 45-10. He had one solo tackle, one assisted tackle, and also two more solo tackles on special teams for a four-tackle day. Started every snap on defense, so a fantastic day once again from Michael Davis. Awesome to see his star starting to rise in the NFL after his BYU career ended in pretty much ignominy. He was he was an, an anonymous player at the end of his career because he was benched, but good to see him playing. Um, John Denny, the long snapper for BYU, continues his Ironman streak for the Dolphins. Had 10 snaps, had no stats in the game, but he continues to get it done. They lost to Indianapolis 27-24. to But John Denny, enjoying a long and healthy career for the Miami Dolphins, and hats off to him. Taysom Hill, the Swiss Army knife for the New Orleans Saints. He came on as a substitute in New Orleans, 31-17 over Atlanta. He also um, got start. He's had starts at tight end and wide receiver, but he was a substitute at quarterback this week. He ran twice for 13 yards, also returned a kickoff 32 yards, and was sacked. I believe that's his first sack of the season, if I'm not mistaken. He played just 11 snaps on offense, but 18 on special teams. Continues to get it done. It's cool to see Taysom's role continue, continuing to evolve with the Saints. Um, he's going to be a kid that is, like I said, I've mentioned this multiple times. He's going to have a career in the NFL as whatever he wants to play. I'm not sure it ultimately is as a starting quarterback, but the fact that he can do all these different things means that teams are going to be interested in him if the Saints ever do make him available via free agency or trade. Kyle Van Noy started once again for New England in the 27-13 win over the New York Jets. He had five solo tackles, one of them a tackle for loss and a quarterback hurry as well as a pass breakup. Uh, another great day for Kyle Van Noy. He continues to get it done. 
on. He's a fantastic player, guys, and you all know that as BYU fans, but Van Noy, his career since he left Detroit and joined at New England has just absolutely been revitalized, and it's awesome to see that happening. Fred Warner started once again for San Francisco, the 49ers, in a 27-9 loss to Tampa Bay. He had six solo tackles, one assisted tackle, and one pass breakup. He played nearly every snap on defense except one. He is currently number 17 in the NFL in total tackles and number eight in solo tackles on the season. He started 11 games as a starter. He's got those 64 solo tackles, 20 unassisted, sorry, 20 assisted tackles. So he's creeping up on 100 tackles on the season. Just awesome to see. And with the unfortunate news, well, I guess not unfortunate because he's a, he's a dum-dum, uh, Reuben Foster being cut by the 49ers, that only bolsters Fred Warner's position with this team. He's a rookie. Uh, the, the guy that they kind of had projected as being his running mate in the backfield is no longer with the team. So Fred Warner has set himself up to have a big role with this team. San Francisco going through a tough year this year. Likely to be a top five NFL draft pick team again this year, but it's cool to see a kid like Fred Warner being a revelation for this team after being a third round pick. Alright, final player I wanted to mention here was Jamal Williams. He was a substitute once again for Green Bay in their 24-17 loss to Minnesota Sunday night. He only had one carry for five yards, but he also had his first kickoff return. It went 23 yards. He played just 13 snaps on offense and nine of those on special teams with that kick return so he's had six games as a substitute this year his season total so far 75 carries 280 yards and one touchdowns uh, 10 receptions for 77 yards and that kickoff return for 23 yards Aaron Jones has really seized control of that job for Green Bay uh, this is a kind of a lost season for the Packers it, it's what it's looking like they're probably not going to make the playoffs but Jamal will hopefully finish the season strong and make the most of his opportunities. Uh, one other player who's active was on a bye this week and that is Daniel Sorensen. So there you go. You are now up to date on how all BYU players performed in week 12 of the NFL. Week 13 coming up. All these players will be in action. I believe all the buys for teams are over at this point. And it is getting late in the season, so maybe we'll see if players that are on practice squads like Micah Hanneman, Bronson Kafusi, Harvey Longy, and also Kai Nakua get opportunities to get called up late in the season because injuries start to really take their toll this time of year, and you start seeing guys get call-ups from those practice squads. And we'll keep you up to date on all those things as they come along. All right, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back. Quick hits to close out today's show. Also some thoughts on BYU basketball tonight as they take on Illinois State. We had a big preview of it yesterday with TJ Hawes. If you want to go back and listen to that, if you missed yesterday's podcast, you can do so. Coming up this week, though, we're also going to be talking with Brett Hine. Uh, He covers Weber State for the Ogden Standard Examiner. Knows the Wildcats inside and out. We'll be talking with him later this week. Probably put that on Friday's show, and you'll have that available to you. So, real quick, do need to tell you about Sling TV. If you want to watch all the college sports you can handle, Sling TV is your best way to watch that. College football, college basketball, for just $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. All those networks you need to watch your college sports. You can stream it on your big screen TV and across all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. There are no useless channels when it comes to Sling TV. You pick the channels you want to pay for. No long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. Locked On Cougars listeners, you can get a 7-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on to check it out, see if it's the right option 
for you. Once again, seven-day free trial. Go to sling.com slash locked on. See if Sling TV is the right option for you as a cord cutter potentially. Once again, seven-day free trial, sling.com slash locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. As we close out today's show, I want to thank you guys once again for your continued support of the podcast. It's a blast to bring this to you each and every day, catching you up on everything you need to know about BYU. Tough loss for the women's basketball team last night. It was their second loss of the season, losing 67-64 to to Southern Utah and Cedar City. They actually were up 64-62 to with 37 seconds left, had critical turnovers and a couple of fouls that doomed BYU in the loss. So tough way for the women's team to go out in that, but they'll have a second in-state game this Thursday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time in Orem when they take on Utah Valley. That'll be streamed live on the WAC Digital Network. Hopefully the Cougars can right the ship and pick up another win at, in Orem over there against UVU in that crosstown clash. Other news we need to catch you guys up on include uh, the Curtis Pugsley Athlete of the Year Awards, which are recognized track and fields uh, top players, top athletes for BYU each year. Rory Linkletter was the men's recipient of the award, while Whitney Orton won the Women's Award. Uh, Linkletter, of course, is a big-time distance runner for both the cross-country and the men's men's track team. Orton does a great job, kind of in that middle distance uh, to long distance. You actually finished 7th place in the mile the NCAA Indoor Championships during the 2018 indoor season, so hats off to bo- both of those athletes, Rory Linkletter and Whitney Orton, the recipients of the Curtis Pugsley Athlete of the Year Award. Uh, also, one thing I mentioned, failed to mention in the football segment in the first part of the show is Austin Hoyt, BYU standout right tackle. He will be participating in the 94th East-West Shrine Game on January 19th, 2019. That's held at Tropicana Field in St. Peter, Petersburg, Florida. The game will kick off at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. It's an NFL showcase event. A bunch of NFL scouts and coaches will be in attendance. So a good chance for Austin Hoyt to get his abilities out in front of NFL scouts that haven't had a chance to see him yet this year. He's a team captain this year for the Cougars. He's the lone senior on BYU's young offensive line. Played at right tackle. He's played in 50 games and made 30 starts in his career for BYU. So hats off to Austin Hoyt on getting that nod to participate in the Shrine game. And BYU basketball, men's basketball, in action tonight at Illinois State. Should be a great game. Illinois State has been a team that's been in the NCAA tournament. They got left out a couple of years ago and complained about their lack of non-conference scheduling. So BYU signed a home-and-home with them. BYU makes the return trip to normal Illinois tonight to take on the Redbirds. It'll be at Doug Collins Court at Redbird Arena. Game will be televised on the Valley on ESPN, which is an ESPN Plus property. If you subscribe to 
ESPN Plus. That's your best bet to catch this game. It'll also be broadcast on the BYU Sports Network on BYU Radio. You can check it out there. TJ Haas, Yoli Childs will be looking to get BYU back into the win column after they lost to Houston. Going to be a tough, tough game though because Illinois State 5-2 and two on the season. A team that has got a lot of proud tradition. Uh, Dan Muller, their head coach is in his 7th season, has a 127-82 and 82 overall record. So he's got this program rolling. Illinois State a little bit out of the way out there in normal Illinois, but should be a fun environment for BYU to participate in. So there you go. That's the show for today. Check out the men's basketball team tonight. Uh, 6 o'clock Mountain Time there on ESPN+. Plus. Should be a fun game. All right, there you go. That's the show for today. Brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. Also, you can check out Sling TV, our other sponsor. Get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. Back tomorrow, recapping BYU basketball, talking some more BYU football as bowl season approaches. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. This has been Locked On Cougars for November 28th, 2018. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day